Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Understanding authority. So how you relate to people who are in, in real authority over you or perceived authority. Um, there's a lot of different ways I could go with this one. So what comes to mind with you? Can you restate the question again? How do you better understand authority or how, or how do you better relate to authority? That's a good question. It's a really, it's a really broad question. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to, I got to keep trying to gather my thoughts to go in a direction. I think the reality is there's always, there's always somebody in charge and I'll just start by saying, you know, it's easy to be critical of authority. I think we see it nowadays all the time. Um, we question the government, we question our leaders, we question, uh, you know, you might even be questioned if you're at the refuge like us. Um, I, I will say, you know, one thing I've learned is it, it's really easy to criticize. I, I was critical. I, I can be critical. And, um, but then you get in places of leadership and you're like, oh, like decisions are often more complicated than, than they first appear. And, when you're in authority, your decisions not only impact you, but they impact sometimes a lot of people, depending on what level of authority you're on. So I think, you know, it's first of all, maybe however you approach authority, like trying to approach it humbly and like soberly, realizing that things are often more complicated than we first assume. Um, but also recognizing that authority is important because without authority, there's no order. And then things can't function well. And so we, we need to live in, in, in some sort of, uh, we, we need to live with authority. And so, um, that's just a necessary, that's a necessary means to function well, both in society, but also within organizations like the refuge or within ministries or within businesses. Um, there has to be, there has to be some level of authority in order to function. So, um, I don't know if that's like what the question asker intended, but that's where my mind went with it. Yeah, no, it, there, it was a very general question. So I think it's okay if we broadly answer it. I think, um, if we're, if you're trying to have a better relation, cause I, I grew up with a very, um, authoritarian relationship, um, with, within my family. And what that means is that the rule maker was the most important in the relation, in the relationships and how the family functioned. So I went through life and still, and still push through these things where if somebody with me, if I perceive them as authority or whether it's real or not, um, I often defer or I don't, I, I try to be small. And that's something that I've had to work through, which isn't, that's like the opposite of like a defiant relationship with authority. So seeing that there's multiple different ways that guys look at it, like, yes, it's necessary, but then how do we relate to it? Especially if it's not, you know, perfect. And cause guess what? There is no perfect authority. So we're talking about all authority right now. How do we respond to an imperfect person that's an authority of us? So that kind of goes back towards the, reconciliation one where you need to be able to have confidence in who you are to clearly state where there's some misalignment with this, you know, with the values that 
where if let's just say if it's at work and the person that's managing you is doing something that's contrary to the values that that workplace has, then you need to say something in a respectful way. Whereas and if you are an authority and somebody like in everybody in the refuge is at one point in time, who's hearing this is going to have some type of authority, whether it's, Hey, I'm giving you the keys to the car to go to the store or, or fill up the car or you're working in the kitchen or you're a house leader. There's different levels of authority. And I think if you're put in that situation, it's tough often in the refuge because you go from being a peer to being in charge of somebody. And what you need to I take a, take a minute and realize that you don't have to be perfect as a leader, but you need to, again, show, show yourself compassion, show, show others compassion, but what will help the best is if everybody understands, like, these are the expectations that we have for everybody, including me. So there's no rules for thee, but not for me type of type of mindset, but knowing that it's okay to have authority and it's okay uh, to stand up to it at the same time in an appropriate way. Yeah. And I know we're trying to go through these kind of quick, but one thing I want to add is like, I think with authority, people, um, tend to either fall in the camp of being agreeable, a more agreeable personality or a more contrarian personality. And, um, neither is like better or worse only when they're in extreme forms, like, like people sometimes are too agreeable or too contrarian. And what that looks like is somebody who's too agreeable is they're never, they're rarely like asking questions or stopping or like pushing back in a, in a, in a, not, not just to push back, but push back to make the decision better or make the process better or try to improve the leader or the team. Um, and so somebody who's too agreeable is always just like, yes, sure. Let's go. The good idea without really thinking about it. And, or, or just because they don't want conflict. Um, there's probably more reasons than even that, but too agreeable is the category I'm bringing up. The second category is being too contrarian. So someone who's contrarian is somebody who like, it's the opposite of agreeable, right? If, if the two agreeable persons, like they're always saying yes, before they even think about it, the person who's contrarian is the person who's questioning and pushing back and, and, uh, is suspicious. And if you're, if you're neg, if you're contrarian in a bad way, it's, it's the person who just, who pushes back just to push back. They just, they just like pushing back for, for that, for the sake of doing it. And I think, um, it might be helpful for anyone listening to like, I ask yourself maybe what your default is and maybe, you know, it's, it's not going to be helpful, um, to be extreme in either direction. Yeah. So it, this, all of these things require some level of self-awareness for each of these topics. And so if you're wondering, where do I fall in that? I mean, ask two or three guys who you trust, who want the best for you, ask them those questions. Like, where do you think I fall on these things? And then you're able to be aware of it and look for it in situations. Cause it's not like one, like the, th it's not like one of these questions or topics is you're only going to be focusing on one of them every single day. They pop like, you don't know what's going to come today. So it, something's going to pop up outside of it. So being self-aware is that kind of common thread. It helps. So you're able to take the appropriate action based on what's in front of you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part four of our conversation. We'll see you then.